The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up. That by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. And we are taking the spark and we are igniting it. So thrilled to have you here with us and hoping that wherever you are right now, that you just take a moment to just take that deep breath into your heart so that you remember that you have the power of the pause. And when we pause and just take that moment, sometimes it's just a thought interrupt It's a pattern interrupt. If we get ourselves in that place where we're not feeling the way that we want to, the power of the pause is there. So take that pause, take a nice deep breath and get ready to ignite the sparks within you. I have a wonderful guest here today. I'm so excited. Today, I have Bill Humbert with me, and Bill has over 40 years of expert experience as an expert professional talent attraction consultant. His experience is mingled with 25 years of expert career coaching experience. He's uniquely qualified as a speaker, author, and consultant on talent attraction, career search, and proper goal setting. Excited to have him here on the show. Welcome, Bill. Stephanie, it's so great to be here. I'm just sparking all over. <laughs> I see that. I love that. <laughs> well, Bill, I, I love that when I was reading about you, you've just had this very fascinating career helping other people ignite their lives and their career. 
Talk a little bit. What got you interested in this? Well, uh, my recruiting is was an interesting story. I was, you know, I grew up in the D.C. area and was a suburban kid. And then we moved up to 30 acres in north central Maryland. And I decided I didn't want to commute all the way to D.C. to be in construction anymore. And I found a job selling fertilizer in Maryland to dairy farmers. And there's some funny stories, but we don't have enough time to talk about them. But somebody about a year and a half later asked me, have you ever thought about being a recruiter? And I went, no, why? And they said, well, you'd make a lot more money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that you know, talk about igniting the spark. (laughs) And I just said, let's do it. And so I went to work for a recruiting firm in Bethesda, Maryland, and the owner said, okay, so in order to be successful in recruiting, you have to make 44 telephone calls daily where you talk to somebody. So that's probably 100 phone calls you make, and then you only get 44 that you're speaking with someone. And so that was my start. And the first year I made $3,625 as a recruiter. And here was the interesting thought. When I made that introduction, I went, oh, now I know how to do this. And the next year I made 25,000. The year after that, 27,000. And two years later, I led our company of uh, three offices, one in Baltimore, one in DC, and one in Philadelphia in fees. And so, um, so, you know, uh, at that point, I was off and running. You know, something ignited in you, it sounds like. Like you figured out the, the magic formula for yourself. I did. And, you know, it was still all about helping people. And what I was doing was helping a hiring manager make a great match with a person that wanted a new job. And when I saw how excited both of them were, I just went, I'm in the right place. Oh, that's so fun. I mean, you're a connector. I am. Yeah. I've told many people that. Yeah. I love that. And so I know one of the things I saw too, is that you're like the number one Google person, right? As Yes. I'm the uh, number one Google and Bing ranked talent attraction consultant. Yeah. So, so tell people that don't know what is a talent attraction consultant, because that sounds different than a recruiter. It's totally a recruiter. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fancy title. I love it. Yeah. But think about this. Would companies typically have the title talent acquisition? And doesn't talent acquisition sound like it takes a lot of work? Well, it does. And all recruiting takes a lot of work. But talent attraction, wouldn't it be more fun to have a line of people out your front door trying to get in? That's what I help them do. Yes, I love it. Yes, like it sounds like the law of attraction, right? It's like, oh, this person has a need and here's all the talent lining up. That's right. Yeah. And then you choose who you want. Exactly. Exactly. So now you're... You're in Park City, Utah. What brought you there? 
Well, you know, it's funny. I, I started in Maryland. I had a huge contract with MCI Telecommunications. And you talk about talent attraction. Um, on that contract, I needed to recruit a minimum of 120 IT professionals for Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And there were only three IBM mainframe shops in Cedar Rapids. MCI was the largest by two times. The second largest was an insurance company. That culture did not match the hair on fire MCI culture. So I wasn't getting anybody out of there. And then the other company had just sold their IT organization to Perot Systems. And they only had 18 people, but I recruited nine of them for them. So I gave their HR department something to do. And the rest of them came from all over the United States. And at the end of the year, we counted noses and we had 143 IT professionals in seats. And 10 of those transitioned from Pentagon City, Virginia, where their office originally was. And the balance, the managers and I recruited together 133. And, and so that's talent attraction because we had to attract them not only to a new company, but also to a town the size of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which was a great place to, to live. Well, I stayed, I, I ended up being uh, recruited by a company in Cedar Rapids. They saw my results and they hired me. They were a, a pre-IPO startup. They hired me to be the recruiting manager and they gave me stock options. And so they went public. We were successful. They went public. I said, thanks a lot. That was fun. And then I started my recruiter guy business again. And after about 15, about 14 years, the state of Iowa drove me out of the state with their sales tax rules on recruiting. And so now I'm looking for a business friendly state. I went to New Hampshire. Um, we wanted to be in a northern tier because we both my wife and I love snow. And so I went to New Hampshire and Wyoming, not because there was no uh, large airport, and then came out here to Park City and interviewed with the governor's office of economic development. And I went, I like the way they do business. And, uh, and so I called Linda and I said, New Hampshire or Park City? Thought New Hampshire had the inside track because she loves lobster, <laughs> but she hates humidity. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And as you know, the Rocky Mountains are the place to be if you hate humidity. Absolutely. That's so great. So how long have you been there now? We've been here 14 years. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, and so this recruiting business, super interesting. I mean, obviously you're, you're meeting people from all over the place. What, what do you love the most about what you do? What lights you up? Making those connections, making people happy. That's that's really what lights me up. And, you know, I do coach, I coach people on finding a job. And for them, it's so exciting when I hear from them and they say, I accepted an offer and it was more than what I was making before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like their life is leveling up. It is. Yes. So exciting. Well, and you help a lot of people. You've also been an author. You've got three books out, the latest one being this Expect Success, 
the science of the over 50 career search. Yes. Talk about that. But, you know, during COVID, so March 15th of 2020 to December 31st, 2020, I coached 32 professionals to find new positions when few companies were hiring. Mm -hmm. And out of those 32, 11 of them received increases in compensation. The others made the same amount. And out of those 11, three of them received 30% more than they were making before. And, and so in expect success, what I've done is I've just laid out how it is that I coach people. It's a step-by-step. It's not even my chapters are named steps. And so it's a step-by-step follow the steps. And, and if you do what I suggest within 90 days, you'll find a job. Wow. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And my salary negotiation script, Stephanie is to die for, (laughs) 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 or, or to pay or to pay $16 for. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That that sounds better. I'd rather pay $16. (laughs) (laughs) That is exciting. Just through your years of experience, there's got to be, right? There's a formula. There's a recipe here. Well, there is. And and the the formula to understand, the, the fundamental is that career search mirrors the sales process perfectly, step by step, line by line. And when I coach people and I tell them that, you can just imagine the expressions on their face. I'm not a salesperson. I said, well, you are now. (laughs) Because it is about selling themselves, right? Absolutely. And that's what I coach. I coach them on how to sell themselves. And sometimes, you know, you know, you talk about igniting the spark. I have to do that for them. I have to help them ignite their own spark. And I have many different ways and, and, and some of them are visualization. And I know that you probably follow that with you. So for me, it's understanding where they are today and then uplifting them to be successful so that they find their their position that they want to do. And uh, that's what I love to do. That's so powerful. So I, I really, and I do, I really believe in that, like the power of visualization. So yes. it sounds like, Bill, one of the things you have them do is go from where they are right now and really visualize as a part of it where they want to be and to really see that. Absolutely. And I learned a long time ago, um, there was a guy, Skip Ross, that spoke you know, probably in the 1970s I went to, and he suggested getting a four by six card and putting five positive statements on it. And then read it to yourself every morning in front of a mirror out loud. And then every evening before you go to bed. And I had one woman that I was coaching. And as I was coaching her, she just had that not believing in herself, lack of confidence expression right on her face. You know, it just showed right here. And I talked to her about doing that. And together we created the positive statements and 
she was the one of the 32 people who received a 40% increase in compensation. And, and that was in the state of Utah that is not renowned for um, women being paid the same as men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a huge deal. What I'm hearing, Bill, is like it's a how to learn how to believe in yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Changing the relationship maybe that you have with yourself. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I'm a firm believer in, in positive thinking. You and I both, you know, the like, uh, is it Norman Vincent Peale, the power of positive thinking? He was onto something. And I will tell you, there is, I listened to it, um, I think just on YouTube or something, but Claude M. Bristol is a gentleman in the 1940s who wrote a book called The Magic of Believing. And it just resonated with me when you said that, because that's one of the things he talks about. And he became very, very successful. But he spoke about that because he wasn't, of course, at one point, and he kept visualizing the next thing. And it really was the power of what he believed about himself, which created the results in his life. Absolutely. That's that, that hits a nail on the head. So tell me about how have you utilized the power of belief in your own life? <laughs> You know, it started back when I was, uh, so when I was nine, I got my first paper route. Um, it was Washington Daily News, and it was an afternoon route. And then the next year, somebody suggested that I get a Washington Post route. So I got a Washington Post route with 96 customers all over two hillsides in Maryland. And then I ended up with uh, the route manager loved the job I did. And he said, hey, I've got a 140 uh, customer paper route and it's in apartments. Would you be interested in that? So at 12, I was making $140 per month with my Washington Post paper route. And, you know, that was we're talking 1961. So that was some decent money. That's big money. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to Catholic elementary school and I went to, when I was in eighth grade, I went to the public school that my dad would said I was going to go to for high school and they were going to put me in shop class. And I went, what? I've been running a business for three years. <laughs> how many of you counselors have done that? And so I, I had friends going to, to DeMatha Catholic high school and in Hyattsville, Maryland. And I said, went back to my dad and I said, hey, I applied at DeMatha and I, pa I passed their entrance exam. They're putting me in their top level of college prep. And my dad said, you're the oldest of seven kids. I can't afford to send everybody to private school. And I said, no problem. It costs $400 a year back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not like that today. And I said, I make $140 a month. I got this covered. So I paid my way through DeMatha. Wow. And, you know, that was the start right there. That was our spark. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that story because that is that beautiful example. Like you really wanted that and you made that happen. I mean, such an inspiring, awesome story. Nine-year-old Bill getting sparked into that next part of his life. And 
When we come back, I want to ask you a little bit more about what ignited for you in high school and and kind of what was next and a little bit more about the tools and the tricks to what you do and, and how other people can ignite their own lives. So stay tuned. We will be back in just a moment with more Igniting the Spark with Bill Humberg. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Igniting the Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. We're talking with Bill Humberg, and we are just interestingly exploring this whole world of recruiting. And more than just recruiting, wow, I mean, I'm just, I personally am just really inspired at how you are coaching people to not only quote unquote, get the job they want. But part of it's becoming the people that really are inside of them, like really living a more fulfilled, in touch, in tune life in alignment with their authentic self. That's true. And, you know, it's so much fun to see a person and it's natural, especially if you get fired from a position or rift or even you go into a position thinking this is going to be my last job until retirement. I'm all, you know, this is what I want to do. And then find that you have a terrible manager. And then find, you know, after a period of time, then you just, you just say, I got to leave. And, and so all of those people fall into the stages of grieving and they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear many times the word, I, you know, what's wrong with my husband or what's wrong with my wife? She's in a funk Well, she's going through or he's going through the stages of grieving. And in my book, the first step is to work through those stages of grieving. Because if you're depressed or you're angry, you're not going to do well in those interviews. And it's important to build that confidence back up. And once you build the confidence back up, then you back, you are back at that point. <laughs> yeah. I love it. As a psychotherapist, I am resonating with you so much. It's like, feel your feelings, go through your process so that you can be at the other side and really be in touch with that within you that gets excited again and, and shows up as your best self. Absolutely. And Stephanie, 
what a lot of people don't realize, my my business model is very different. It's not the typical headhunter model. Mm-hmm. I go in and I consult with a company and those consulting contracts, they end, right? Might be three months. It might be eight months. The MCI one was, I don't know, geez, about 30 months. Wow. And yeah, well, it was a big project. And so that feeling I get when a contract ends because I've put myself into that company and my whole being into that company to help them be successful. And then when the contract ends, I go through the stages of grieving, but I've got so much practice. It takes me maybe an hour. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a letting go, right? It's a loss. And you've been in relationship with these people for that amount of time. That's right. I want to make sure that, you know, I want to go back because you are a great role model as well. I mean, you're, you have practiced what you preach. So rewinding a little bit to our earlier conversation, we were talking about how you manifested basically this opportunity for yourself to go to Damascus, to go to the school that you wanted to and pay for it uh, with your paper route. And I mean, it was just so neat. What are other examples of that in your life where you have created something or manifested something? Well, um, so I'm going to tell you a little personal story. Linda and I met through a friend of hers. Now, don't call me a dog. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good setup. Okay, Bill. (laughs) Uh, Because Kim broke up with me and, and then Linda told me she was coming to Baltimore for six weeks of psychiatric nurses training. So she was in nursing school. And we dated on Wednesdays and weekends for six weeks. And at the end of six weeks, we became engaged. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, keep going. Keep going, Bill. <laughs> Linda's dad. We, they, his dad, her dad and mom came down and took us out to dinner. And over dinner, I asked for her hand. And I thought Linda's dad was going to bruise his chin, but <laughs> I don't think he even knew what to say. Her mom said, you know, I was wondering if something like that might be going on. And then she said, love to have you as a member of the family. Linda has to fin- finish nursing school and it's going to be a year and a half before you get married. And I went, works for me. And so she lived in Buffalo. I lived in Maryland. Um, It was a long distance relationship and we made it stay, you know, that's kind of hard for a year and a half, not seeing each other very often to sustain it. And that was in 1972 when we got engaged, we got married in 1973. And last November, we were saying, so how are we going to celebrate our 50th? So think of 1960s and 1970s rock bands. We decided to go on a 50th anniversary tour. So during January, during the last week of January, where in Park City is the famous Sundance Film Festival, if you're a local and you don't go to the festival, it's a royal pain because our our population grows by 10 times during Sundance. Wow. So we decided to go to Hawaii. (laughs) 
So we went to Hawaii during Sundance. And then in uh, February, Linda sang for the second time at Carnegie Hall in New York City. And so we went there. That was, and we caught a couple of Broadway shows. Um, go see MJ the musical. It was it was absolutely well done. And then in March, we visited our kids in Iowa and Wisconsin and their families and our especially our granddaughters. And, <laughs> and um in June, we took a Viking Mississippi River cruise for well, the whole trip was about 12 days or 14 days. In July, Linda and I went our separate ways. I went with our older daughter to South Africa for a safari. And Linda chose to go to Becky's house and babysit Story. <laughs> so, so she got what she wanted. I got what I wanted. We were good. And we both arrived at the Salt Lake Airport within an hour of each other. Next is going back uh, for September 1st to celebrate our anniversary with our daughters and their families. And uh, and then we'll probably have one or two more trips before the end of the year because it's our 50th anniversary tour. And you only do that by having a positive attitude and working together. And you know you have to work through things. It's not easy. But if you work through things, you can have a long, long, happy relationship. Well, I can tell what a happy person you are. Not everyone is going to see this on video, but you know, you just had from the moment you came on the screen, this huge bright light shining through your eyes and through your face. And you can tell, and I love that you guys went, it's, it's not just one day you're celebrating your 50th anniversary. It's the whole year. I love it. The 50th anniversary tour. And it sounds like when you met Linda, you knew. Yeah, I well, not first. <laughs> I you know I always thought she was a nice girl, mm -hmm. and, and so Kim and I kind of overlapped. She introduced me to Linda. I thought, oh, you know, Linda's nice, and and that was it. But you know, I was focused on Kim at that point. But Kim decided, and she had a great reason. I was a senior and graduate. We were dating college. And I was a senior. She was a freshman when we were dating. So she had sophomore, junior, and senior year. She wanted to date and go out with other guys. And that's the reason she broke up with me. And that's fine. Um, and we still still occasionally see each other, you know, as couples. So that's that's fine. What's what I think is is really, really though, is that when we had our first date, it clicked. It absolutely clicked. And I think Linda knew, I know Linda knew before me because I was thinking you, you women would call me a dog for the rest of my life if I left Kim and went to Linda. <laughs> and, and so I, I said to her, I drove her up to Baltimore. I gave her a tour of DC. They came in a day early. I gave her a tour of DC, took her up to Baltimore to, to school and on I-95, I said, hey, do you, any of your friends, you know, they're all female nurses, any of your friends went dates while they're down here thinking, Linda, that's too close to Kim. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so I, she said, call me on Wednesday. So I called her on Wednesday and she said, you know, um, all the other girls are pretty much connected with somebody, but I'd love to go out on Friday. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> 
<laughs> so see, I mean, and the thing is, you didn't leave Kim. So you're in the clear. Thank you. You're in the clear here. Yes, I'm going to absolve you from this. <laughs> so, and here you are 50 years later. I mean, so it, you know, what I'm hearing, Bill, like your life is such a testament to this, like really going for what you want and dreaming and dreaming big. And now you're helping other people do the same. Exactly. The best way to lead is by example. Absolutely. And so I know without revealing anyone's, you know, anyone's identity here, what for you are some of your favorite though, if you have a favorite or some favorite success stories? Wow. So for me, I think my best favorite success story was paying my way through DeMatha because that was led to the foundation of believing that I didn't have to go to the University of Maryland. I could afford to go to a private college and pay my way through there. And I did. And then, you know, when you have eight years of belief in yourself, it's hard to go back. Yeah, absolutely. You've totally become then it sounds like, yeah, like that's ingrained in who you are. How do you feel like you've helped other people when you think of other people's success stories? Are there any success stories that stand out to you of how you help someone else reach that dream? Well, there was one fella in Iowa that the chamber president asked me to speak with because he was, he was an accountant. He was having a difficult time finding a new job. And so we met at the Burger King in Marion, Iowa, and just over coffee. And so I was getting to know him. And what I found was that he, so he was in Vietnam, I think in 69 and 70, something like that. And he lost his, he he got a, a couple of jobs over time as an accountant, and then he was laid off. And he was, he told me that companies owe him because he went to Vietnam. And when he said that, I went, bingo, I know what your problem is. And I said, companies don't owe you anything. Our country owes you for the time that you spent in Vietnam. And I do appreciate the time you spent in Vietnam. But keep in mind, companies are only interested in your accounting abilities, not that you went to Vietnam. And he called me up, oh, about a month later and said, thank you so much for that coffee. You changed my life just by telling me that one thing. Yeah, I'm imagining like it took maybe a chip, a large chip off of his shoulder. And you really allowed him to have a paradigm shift. In exactly. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to somebody, oh, geez, now it's probably, so this was in the eighties. I, I talked to somebody probably in the late nineties who knew that we had this conversation and they said, he's doing absolutely great. And so that's what you love to hear, right? Yeah. That continued success story. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it's just amazing. We don't realize how we can, you know, I, I, one of the things that I say is we never know how we might ignite the sparks in one another. 
And exactly. sounds like you really did that with him. And I'm sure you have just hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people over the years as well. For you, as, as we're getting close to, to signing off, I can't believe this has gone so fast. <laughs> Is there a way that people can get a hold of you, Bill? Oh, I'm easy, Stephanie. I'm recruiterguy.com. And if you want to have a conversation, just on my website, click on Speak with Bill, and that's the contact page, and put your name and information in, and we'll do a Zoom call. Um, so that's really easy. Plus, my email is on my website, and so is my phone number. Uh, additionally, you can find me on LinkedIn and feel free. I've got over 7,000 connections, pushing 8,000 connections on LinkedIn. And so it's linkedin.com slash in slash recruiter guy. <laughs> and so you can link with me there. And then I'm at recruiter guy 81 on Twitter. So I I'm out there and I'm recruiter guy. There's some other people who think they are, but I I was called Recruiter Guy for the first time in 1993. So you're it. I'm it. <laughs> you're the original. I am. <laughs> okay, Bill, well, as we're wrapping up, what is the essential message that you want to leave with the audience? Spark your life with a positive attitude. Expect success. Mm, love that. Sounds like you have helped a lot of people to do that. And a lot of people can help themselves to do that. And they can contact you on recruiterguy.com. Bill, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a joy to talk with you. Stephanie, it's, I've, you know, we've just really resonated with each other. I really love this. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for everyone else, all you listeners, thank you so much for being here. Just sending out gratitude and lots of love to you. Remember, you can pick up my latest book, Becoming Fierce, at barnesandnoble.com or Amazon or any fine bookstore. And be sure you go on to Plex Network onto the More You channel, where my film, When Sparks Ignite, is still playing. And it's about the challenges and the difficult times that we face that then become the match points that help us ignite something within us that becomes our gift to the world. Sending out a warm hug. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and receive every episode. For more information about this show, my books, films, and events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.